comparison, we more solid than they are Me and Hitboy, they say we like the new gangstar Me and Flacco, they say we the new wave guards Shout to Max B, he could yeah. be home any day, God Wake up out the bed, scruffy spark in my J Shine my nickel plated, then I'm starting my day My old lady called me baby, told apart in my age Twelve shells in the gauge, like a car in the eggs We on home like every Cartman, chromosomes on my conscience Here's a nigga talking nonsense, call him nasty Nostradamus Rock the pearls and diamonds, break the promise Break the wildest, break the heart and break the pockets Take your notes like guidance counselors To crack just like the chancellor the end. Yo Yeah <laughs> My brother, how you are feeling today? How are you feeling? I'm oh, good. We back, you ball bags. And we got special. Yeah, this is the Sorry If I Don't Apologize podcast. And we got a special thing for y'all today. This is a two-part episode. So this is part one right now. Then we will record the second part later and get y'all get that to y'all shortly. But this is here. Okay. It's a two-part episode because... We got a lot of ground to cover. It's been a lot of shit going on out here, man. You know, but it's before we get going on, but before we get into all that, man, like uh, how how you been, man? What's been going on with you? What's new? I've been good, man. I've been on a, like week long jet lag from like traveling, like because I just recently uh, went to Atlanta for you folks out there. Got yeah. And it was glorious. Glorious. I, I say glorious because I didn't have to deal with anyone. Oh. Okay. Solo dolo. Okay. So when you what you say when you didn't have to deal with anyone, like what you mean like a couples thing, or you just mean like not deal with the people that live in Atlanta? Or <laughs> I got to walk the fuck around and not have to hear anyone's voice. It was just really nice. I never really go anywhere by myself as far as like out of state, out of country, anything like travel, travel, actually. Oh man, you gotta do it. It's just, it's one of the best experiences, man. Going by yourself. So Going by your fucking self, man. Yeah. No woman, no kids, no family members, Nothing. See, thing is, man, I always like I always encourage guys to come out here as a single man first in Thailand. Come to Thailand as a single man first. Like, don't come out here with family and kids yet unless you know y'all stuff's secure and that's great. But I always encourage people to come out here as a single man first. So I would definitely encourage anybody should go to the gas station as a single man. I just <laughs> will fucking recommend it because first of all. And for, for the people out there, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but uh-huh. I've been I've been my fair share of places. I'm a Midwest cat, and uh-huh. you know I have family based in Atlanta. So this Atlanta trip was me killing, uh-huh. you know, countless birds on one stone. You know, for lack of a better term. Uh-huh. So I went down there. Because a a good friend of mine's invited has been inviting me down there for years, you know him, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have been reluctant to go down there because you know, people say they want you to come places, but I, 
do they really? You know oh, that Varnell Hill talk? That Varnell yeah, Hill talk? Like, <laughs> yeah, come to <laughs> L.A., really, but don't yeah, really come to my yeah, house. You know, so we kind of find out the homie was serious. So okay. he asked him asking me a bunch of times, you know, just life was getting in the way, you know what I'm saying? And I kept telling him, come, come, come. Finally came. Boy, when I went down there, your boy was treated like the king of fucking Zamunda. <laughs> and let me tell you how. Let me paint the pictures for you folks out there in podcast land because, again, like I said, I am from the Midwest. We have a certain je ne sais quoi of rough bitches here on the Midwest. Yeah. They're very rough. So when I got there, what was automatic, I, I've been to Atlanta a couple times with again, you guys, you gotta understand me going by myself is uh-huh. different than just going with people, family, girlfriend, anybody, any fucking body. So I go and uh, the homie has like a two level studio set up. Uh, when we got this, got a full kitchen, and you know, anybody who doesn't know how Atlanta people record, they record, they want to fucking live in the studio, like oh. literally. They want a bed there, kitchen there, oh. fucking pussy there, everything there. We, the, everything's going to be there, you know, so you don't have to leave for shit. Like, that's basically the motto of how a studio is built in Atlanta. As that's like the basis. You, they're putting a bed and a kitchen in that bitch ASAP. So okay. when I get there, I'm used to, first of all, just one, one booth. Uh, I'm also, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm from a hick town in Mississippi. But, you know, uh, you do have nice studios and such like that, but they aren't the homies studios they're just businesses that you go to and pay a set rate for said business you know what i'm saying uh an hour for a hundred bucks an hour or whatever per se may be the studio. Okay. not only do i get to record for free because the homie just wanted me to finish these songs that i've been talking to him about and wanted wanted me you know to finish these songs so I get down there and he's telling me before I get down there about this beautiful woman. And uh-huh. before, you know, everybody describes a beautiful woman and oh the bitch is bad. Okay, what do you mean the bitch is bad? All right. We'll see. He okay. said, just wait till you get here. You'll see why I'm having so much trouble. I said, okay. Trouble, I get as in, as in, she's fine, and what do I do? Because she's fucking beautiful, and come to the studio every day. So, mm. I we're I set the picture for folks. We're in the studio from I say twelve p.m. to four a.m. every day. I'm there from Wednesday to Wednesday. I end up staying an extra two days because literally everybody that I was there wanted to work with me and they kept asking me to do shit that I just I was already there working my own shit 
So, uh-huh. you know, it was a bit overwhelming, but not in a bad way, in a good way, because, you know, anyway. So I get there and the first thing I do is drop my bags off in the hotel. And uh, the homie takes me to his studio that he'd been telling me about. I get in there to the left. It's, it's two studios, a Studio A, a Studio B. It's a photo shoot place. There's a place, a kitchen, full set kitchen. And it's still under construction, but it's going to be fucking amazing. So anyway, um, everything's fully operational. Blah, blah, blah. We're recording, we're doing our song, and we're, he's showing me around, and he gets a call, and he's basically like, watch this. All right. Stay with me, people. Paint the picture for you fellas out there. This one studio looking like Carrie Hilson and Beyonce mixed. Okay. Oh, you heard me. You heard me. You heard me. Mm. Okay. Every bit of what he described what the, is what the fuck she was. He said she was flawless. Indeed, she was. Fitness was peak 10. Everything was fucking 10 up. But what she understood while she was in the presence of everyone was just her femininity was just at an all-time goddamn, it was an 11. Let me, let me throw and, something in there. Like, uh, I, I've never yeah. known Davion to be a liar. So, you know, like, when he says something, like, he's always been a man that's true to his word. Just want to oh get that out there. God. Man, when I, when I saw this woman, she, she was past IG fine. It was just like... You know, what I'm saying? Oh. everything was on point. But like I said, what stood out is her level of femininity without screaming whore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You follow me? Yeah. It was she balanced her femininity perfectly around other men because it was niggas there also. But she didn't take over the room and she wasn't loud or nothing like that. Amazingly talented. <laughs> Got it. We're doing this uh, recording thing. She's doing her songs. She does the sexiest fucking song I've ever heard in my life. Where she's basically like making sex sounds and shit. And I'm I'm chilling. I'm smoking and shit like that. But, you know, she's bad as fuck. But. I told her when she Okay, got so when she was making when she was making a sexy song, well what was it hard or was it getting up there? Yo. Was it it was, was so it... crazy because she was so fine that it wasn't she didn't make it weird. But what yeah. made it kind of weird is the song that she recorded the first time we met was literally like a porn, an audio porn. So she going in there. Okay, so you was rock hard then. Got it. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you can say that. Okay, you can say that. Yes, I say it's safe to say. It. Okay, Pete. She's about to record this extremely sexy song. This is like day one, ladies and gentlemen. It's like day one. This is looking like Carrie Hilson and Beyonce. I, when I first met her, side note, I told her that I was going to use her presence to have sex with other women. 
Straight to her face. That you are so fine. I'm not going to try to fuck you. I'm going to use your presence to fuck the women kind of mid-tier. Like <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me and she laughed. Did I said this to her? She looked at me and laughed and shit. But what I'm saying is she went on to do this, you know, sexy ass fucking song. And one of the guys in the studio, um, she wanted to, this is how sexy the song got, ladies and gentlemen. She wanted to simulate fellatio on the microphone. And she didn't know how to quite capture the audio sound of fellatio on the microphone. And fellas out there, she looks like Carrie Hilson mixed with Beyonce and can sing just as well as the both of them. Okay? She's dressed in a fucking ponytail. Her hair is like in a ponytail. She got like on like some fucking like tight ass yoga pants. She's done up, okay? The guy in the studio had some, I don't know where the fuck pineapples came from. They were just in the studio. Uh-huh. And he says, you should take this pineapple and you should. <laughs> he says, you should take this pineapple and you should make slurping sounds with it. Uh-huh. And she proceeds to go in the fucking studio in front of all of us because she's a true artist. And made the most accurate dick sucking sound I have ever heard. <laughs> she was like Timberland in that motherfucker, man. You know how Timberland takes household items and make beats out of them and shit? Like, okay. <laughs> like he'll take a pencil sharpener and make a beat out of it and oh. shit. But, anyways, that's day one. Okay, so it's, right. not, it's not like the NWA days when they actually take a real girl in the studio and do real acts. Okay, so it's like... No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's just the fact that she was in the studio doing this. It's just guys have to learn how to not be weird. Uh-huh. When something like that's going on, it's like a fucking battle for some niggas to not be weird. And I just like to watch niggas when somebody that bad is not being a typical female and not talking and being rude. Okay, and so let's back polite and let's smiling. Back, yeah. Let's back let's back it up for a second. So Davion had restraint, right? Which is really good. Because uh, I know people was killing Rick Ross for that comment he made a couple years ago when he was like like he was just saying like man if she bad I'm gonna have to see what's up with that or if something he said to that nature and people was like oh why would oh, you yeah. say something like that? But I kinda get it you where he was coming it. from. Don't I kinda do it. You got to let it rock. You got to let it ride. Because this is what happened. Ride with me. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get to that, though, but I kind of get it when he was like, hey, I'm the one that's dropping the bag on you and spending millions. Now, when you say that part, I kind of got where he was coming from. Yeah, when you say that, yeah, for sure. But for all of us without the bags and the millions, <laughs> you have to ride it out because oh. she's going to point you in the direction of like a, a plethora <laughs> of of them. So, you know, like, so, all right, Pete. So that's day one. She introduced herself to me, blah, I introduced myself, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. So 
around day three, it's raining. And this is this is how my trip was. I just want to paint the picture for my trip. And the difference between like I guess southern chicks or I don't know what you want to call it. Okay, so like day three, I wanted to buy some all white Air Force Ones before I left. Uh-huh. To go with this particular jacket I had. Okay. You know, just some all white ones, regular all white ones. We call them dookies in Milwaukee. Oh my god, y'all gotta change that fucking name. Y'all gotta change it. Just air ones. Air ones. You know, geography slang for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Milwaukee. So I went I went to go I wanted to get some, but uh they were sold out. (coughs) Here here where I'm from. So I said when I get to Atlanta, I'm gonna just get me some. You know, lo and behold, I didn't know the weather at the time was gonna be like almost identical to Wisconsin to where it was fucking rainy and cold and shit like that so the homie says uh um i got this one chick like she'll do whatever and i said what what do you mean she'll do whatever he was like she'll do whatever not the chick i'm talking about in the in the, the artist okay not, not her this other chick okay she's a, She's an artist he introduces me to. How, yeah. like, I want her to just follow how these things don't turn into sex, but the possibilities of what's behind them when you don't strike right away and just let shit happen right. opens up way more options. So, okay. And he's like, man, she'll do whatever. He's insinuating that she's a you know, little sexy little chick. Why does she be down with the shits? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, me being me, I says she'll do whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like go have it. Give me some all white ones because it's raining today, and I got on flip flops, and uh, I need some all white ones. I'm fucking kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm pulling legs and shit, I'm busting balls. He said, okay. Proceeds to call the chick. She picks up. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. My homie's in town and um it's raining and he needs some all white ones. Um, you think you could pick those up for me? She pauses for like a good eight seconds. Cause I don't think he's ever truly asked her for anything. And she says, Okay. I'm in the background shocked because meanwhile at home I can't get a bitch to buy me some tube socks. Wait, 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 wait. Who paid for the shoes? All right. So he's like, all right, I'm going to have Shorty go, you know, pick the shoes up. I was like, what do you mean? You like, she's gonna, is she, you know, how's this gonna go? Because she gonna cash app you, she gonna whatever like that. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. I'm still like, I'm still like, what the fuck? How's that gonna work? Because, you know, 
I, I don't know a bitch that do shit for me back home. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, so he's like, just wait, you know, like. So in all that all that time, you know, probably probably like a good hour and a half goes by, and I'm just I just thinking nothing of it because I just think she's not coming with this. You know, I I just low key just said that even though I did need some all whites, you know. Okay. And um, my cousins come by who from who, who live in Atlanta. At the, um, they've been living there for twenty years. Come check me out at the studio. Happens to be there. And uh, the homies like, yo, check this out. She she coming. And I was like, who coming? Like he like, yo, shorty, she's coming. And I was like, oh, okay. And I look over at my cousins. I'm like, yo, watch this. <laughs> yo, her cute ass walks in with a red bag, ladies and gentlemen. A red fucking bag. Walks in, puts the, I'm sitting down, and she kind of slides the shoebox in the back towards me. Oh. I'm still like, What's going on with the payment of all of this? You know, uh-huh. I still had to pay for it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay that's all I was like. Though. I was like, all right, all right, hold up, hold up, hold up. This I'm is like, this nigga, about to, this nigga about to tell me he got these shit for the free ninety nine, dog. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> but the reason it was just as big as a bitch paying for it is she went to two different stores. In the rain, and the weather was really bad for Atlanta. You know they freak out when the weather is bad, and I don't know that chick from a can of fucking paint. Okay. So, I was just like flabbergasted by the fact that she offered to go get the motherfuckers, and and pretty much like jumped into the fray of going to get the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So. That was that was one thing. So basically, the Atlanta trip was fucking dope. It was dope. Okay. It was, there for it was seven it. days. Nice, was nice. But it was just a pain. It was just they closing. I just it was just such. It was disappointing because back home the girls were so different, uh-huh. and I always get so much love when I leave. I'm sure, bro. I'm I, I'm sure. Let me interject a little bit. I'm sure you can get a girl to get you a pair of Air Force Ones. Granted, you might have to pay for the gas. But mm-hmm. okay, you know, you might have to pay a little extra ten dollars for it, but I'm pretty sure that you can, you know, what's that what they call that uh grab or something like that? What's the app called Stay grab or something? Like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I can too, but it it's it's like it's it's not happening instantly like that. Uh, like a cause, cause, you know, I don't want you to downplay your freshness over you know, like oh, uh, you know, I'm sure that can be done, you know, that could be arranged. Oh yes, I am Sure, it can be done. Yeah, but the quickness of—I'm trying to tell everybody that they like the quickness of yeah. her realizing something had to be done and just doing it. Right. That's a, a rarity where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just oh, that's what. Okay. Boom. You know, usually uh-huh. I would have to a lot of smoothing over would have to happen. Uh-huh. Just for something simple like that to happen, and that's probably what a chick I know. <laughs> it's just that the probably the girls back home will probably ask you for the money immediately, like, "Hey, transfer it to the cash app right now." You Yo, know where the cash app at? Right. Like, shorty didn't even. I I had to keep 
damn near like asking her like, yo, well, how are we doing this? You know? Uh, okay. Like, I damn near feel like I could have, you know, she got the shit. Then I, you know, sent it to her. It was that type of bag. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, the, the trip was wonderful. I got a nice quality massage. And just lastly, and tell y'all about the massage I, I have. So, if anybody's ever in the Norcross area, <laughs> take your ass to Spa Land. Uh-huh. Spa Land. All right. Okay. Uh, the homie Damian was off doing some things, handling some business of his own. I had no car, and I decided I wanted to get a massage. But not the massage that ends with a happy ending. A regular massage, you dirty (laughs) bastards out there. (laughs) (laughs) You dirty bastards out there. I I actually had grown man aches and pains, and I wanted a, a good party massage so yeah i understand that man we we getting old now so we need that one and you know uh it's funny because i I went to go it it was like a mall this place was like damn near like the size of a small like a ghetto ass mall like you know them little hood malls that wasn't quite a mall from your neighborhood you know like plaza type shit so anyway i go to the door and it's like 35 dollars to get in like then that's weird. Like you know, I'm from that's just weird. You know, you pay entry. You usually just go someplace, you pay for the massage, and that's that. So pay for the entry into the place, and then it's just like this big ass, like it's couples in robes. It's this weird Mexican man in this locker, and it's white men with little dicks walking all over the place. And it's very rush hour ish, like with the feel of naked men just feeling fine about walking around naked. So, me being the nigga that I am, I'm not comfortable being around some niggas naked. I am a fucking quintessential nigga when it comes to that shit. So, when I get in the locker room, I give you a key, you change. Um, the Mexican man was very nice to me in changing. He uh, let me change my T-shirts because the shorts were incredibly too fucking small. Some okay. fucking little Chamberlain shorts. So anyway, uh, I go, I, I'm walking, right? And I'm walking past this whole section. They got a whole floor that's dedicated to just chair massages. It's probably like some odd 15 chairs just massaging and there's like big four big flat screens on the wall and there's couples holding hands in white bathrobes watching the game and shit. It's like sports and oh. shit on. And it's like uh, another side where it's just foot massages and the area where they're doing just foot massages, hand massages, a whole room for that. It's like a mall for a spa. So anyway, okay. I'm walking towards my area looking for just like a regular basic massage. Oh. And I look and I walk into the place and I get a massage and there's this really, you know, pretty like, um, I think she's Thai. She was Thai for sure. Oh, a pretty Thai woman, you know, of at course. the door. And 
she was like, how are you? Dude, dude. Uh, this is the massage. You know, and um, as I was walking in, it was this guy who waved, and I just thought nothing of it. It was either oh. an Asian guy. I wasn't sure if he was tied, but the woman was tied for sure. But anyway, um, I walk in. Um, the um, woman walks in behind me, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, this robe. Uh, take off your clothes, your shoes, and socks, and blah, blah, blah. You know the normal massage hoopla they tell you." And I, I disrobe or whatever like that. Reluctantly, oh, that I don't, I don't know this place, but it looked mad safe because. So it wasn't like the Will Smith and Uncle Phil situation when they got caught. Motherfuckers, <laughs> police came out. Yeah, Pete. <laughs> so you know, I reluctantly disrobe, and I get into the little fucking face down shit that they pillow face shit that they put mm-hmm. you in. They put the the lady puts the towel on me. And um, she says, I'll be right back. And, you know, I'll wait for like a good night, maybe two minutes. I'm, I'm face down on the ground, so I go see his sneakers. And then uh. somebody walks in and then slap like oil on my back. And I'm like, you know, his feel kind of a little rough, but all right. <laughs> Continue. You know, he started massaging, and I was like, "I was like, oh, this is this is a, this is a fucking guy." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is the first time I ever got him. This is a milestone in my manhood, ladies and gentlemen, because I never thought I would let a nigga massage me without getting up and just like. Feeling some type of way, like, oh no, you I gotta have a bitch come here. You gotta get a, get a chick, get a chick, get a chick. But this nigga had hands of magic. Yeah, see, that's a normal thing out here. So that's why I'm letting him get his shit off. That's a normal <laughs> thing out here in Thailand where a man massage you, even if you don't oh, know it's a man. I know it's know? a normal thing down there, and that's why I'm prefacing the story the way I am, because it's such a normal thing in Thailand culture. Even if you don't know it's a man. Shit like that. <laughs> but here in America, goddammit, niggas be like, I don't want another guy massaging me. Yeah. And I'm here to tell guys out there, let it happen because those motherfuckers are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty fucking good, man. You know? Right. That nigga yeah, you, gave me the best massage I've ever had, probably ever. Yeah, sometimes you need a male's hands, man. You know, no homo, but you know. Sometimes you need a male's hands, goddammit. Yeah. ATL trip was wonderful. I ate lamb chops, all that. Yep. All right, y'all. Let me give y'all a brief story. Like, all right, my brief story is just basically basically gonna set up two topics for the next podcast we're gonna do, but I'm just gonna tell it and cut it off at a certain point. So basically well, one thing we don't do on this podcast is I don't reveal like a positive relationship stories, but I'm going to reveal one today. Basically, um, before leading up to Christmas, um, I wanted my girl to binge all the Spider-Man movies before I went to go see the new one. And, you know, mm-hmm. most girls don't want to do that, but she agreed. 
And we benched all seven of them that was out at the time, the Toby Maguire ones. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's his name, right? Toby, yeah, Toby Maguire. Benched um, all seven? Yeah, it's okay. seven. It's like it's Toby Maguire, then the Andrew Garfield ones, and then yeah. the two with Tom Holland so mm-hmm. far. So we benched all those, and she was enjoying all of them. She was enjoying all of them, and that led to a pretty good Christmas for me, man. Like I said, we went to, you know, like I haven't been off the island in a while, in a, in a while because it's like, you know, it's so covid out here. That's a word now. So I it's just like. Normal over there a little bit. Is that true? Uh, somewhat, but we still going to have those closures. Like things like, are opening up. Yeah, things are opening up, but, you know, like, they already hinting at more closures. Like, I kind of see out there that they kind of promoting that stuff a little bit. Like, hey, uh, this theater is going to close on the 31st. And I'm like, oh, so niggas just trying to get their holiday money. Then, boom, hey, guess what? All these people got COVID, you know, so mm-hmm. I kind of like, that. Yeah, that, that, they, they kind of, you know. Everybody's sick, man. <laughs> They kind of walking us into that, man. So, you know, like I said, I had oh, yeah, a really good for another lockdown. Yeah, yeah. They I had a really good Christmas, man, because I usually don't do nothing on Christmas. You know, it's just like watch my little sister open gifts and go to my aunt house in Chicago, but I don't do shit on Christmas. So, you know, I, I actually had a really good Christmas this time, man. You know, just went to go see a movie I wanted to see, man. Got fresh a little bit. You know, I haven't done that in a while because I just be on the island, man, just trying to, you know, grind it out. But Anywho, that, 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 well, I'm going to expand. That's a nice little Christmas. Did you, did you eat good? What did you eat? Oh, yeah, ate good, man. We ate some Thai food, man. I mean, of course, oh, I'm sorry, uh, rice and chicken. And, like, you know, it's, it's some really nice little stuff we went to. It was, like, it's hard for me to explain. It's called Common Guy, but it's like, uh, you Why, know, what Chinese. What was that about? Why do you, you, you just edit, edit that part? Why do you just say Thai food and then you say rice and chicken? Because, um... Thai food sounds just so cliche because it's like it's a variety of Thai food. So I have to be a little bit specific on what I'm talking about. So it's just like uh-huh. it's like you got like uh, you got fried pork with it. You got um, it's like different types of meat, man. It's really good, man. It's just like we ate that for breakfast. And then um, oh, and then uh, my our next meal, our Christmas dinner was like ta-da, Sizzler. You know, I love Sizzler. He's <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember we talked about it, it on a prior podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I, be t- I, be t- <coughs> I need them American burgers, man. Like, I need that stuff because I actually like it. You that's know? the so, thing about over there. The dead American fat-ass franchises that we left die are alive and thriving over there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the ones, you know, those are the ones, too, that we actually don't even front. Those are the ones that we kind of miss. Right. Like people are in America like, yo, where I happened to Sizzler? Yes, every time I go to Sizzler, I put a Kadeem Hardison on a uh, white man can't jump. Man, we going to Sizzler. We going to- <laughs> <laughs> hey man, like hey, like I told you, I like that type of stuff. I hate when people be like, Hey, go to a fancy restaurant. I'm like, nigga, I like the food here. That's what I want. I don't want to eat that other shit, you know. So but and be questionable about it and spend Stupid. Like, cause, like, you know, they got a free salad bar and all that stuff, so you can just keep eating the salad all the day. Then, uh, plus your meal, I'm like, oh man, that shit was good. Shit was so good. Oh so. yeah, you can let, you... ladies and gentlemen. But I'm not gonna go too much further into the story because this, this, and then go into like topics that we're gonna talk about on the second part of this podcast. But what we're gonna jump into is the Free Larry Hoover concert. 
And Free Larry I, I, well, let me just say this: the first thing I'm going to say, I, I didn't feel anything about Free Larry Hoover. Like it, it was just like it was just Kanye, and then Drake performed the set. But I loved it. Hmm. I loved it. You know, it was good to it was good to see Kanye run down his catalog, and good to hear Kanye perform secular music again, and good to hear Kanye curse again. Because I'm like, oh, them yeah. songs like. Like you can't, you can't gospel. He was those doing songs the curses. I was hype about that. The crowd was hype about that. I mean, you can't perform some of them songs without the curse words, bro. You can't, you know, make it sound like kids' bop songs, you know. So, like, yeah, bro. <laughs> he tried so. to pull the Prince move where Prince. I remember when Prince stopped doing what he called secular music, and then uh-huh. it's like my nigga, ninety nine percent of your music <laughs> is sexual, my nigga. How you right. gonna stop doing the songs? So that right. kind of is what happened with Kanye. Well, he was kind of I, I noticed the point where he was trying to not do certain songs. And I was like, dog, how long is that gonna last? He was trying so, not to curse, but it's fun. just like, I mean, like he was trying not to curse at some points, but it's just like, bro, you gotta you gotta let that, you gotta let the people hear that, man. That's you what they came for. Fly. You know, you, you can't you can't fly. You can't roll can't tell me nothing, you know. The whole event kind of like gave it was kind of dope because it gave you like a picture of what a versus would be like if they both participated in a versus and i don't know if y'all noticed but kanye would win of course of course <laughs> kanye would <be> <laughs> <God> damn <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, if this is what the verses would be like, Kanye would fucking smoke Drake. And everybody's always like, Drake is the almighty super saiyan of, no, who gonna test Drake? I was like, that concert, Kanye is a cynical motherfucker. That concert kind of showed you what... Did it not? I mean, okay, like, see, the thing is what Drake said is, like, he kind of set it up so it won't be compared to that because he didn't really run through his old catalog like that. He just did all his new joints because he didn't perform or whatever for a while. So he just did all the joints on his certified lover boy, and he kind of stuck to that. So, like, he kind of yeah. did it in it. Even he did if it in he a way. would have, Kanye did it in some lot of joints Kanye didn't do, too. Yeah. If he, if he would have. Boy, boy, boy would have got smoked still. Like, because Kanye didn't really do too much songs off of Donda. You know, he just did his old act catalog, and that's what got the crowd hype. Because, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so. him doing that gave me a picture of like, all I did in my head is like, I just imagine if Drake was doing his shit and would it have been strong enough if Kanye would have not only did that shit he done, but actually did it in versus format and with the vibe, with the, with the drip, with the motherfucking smoke, with the mountain, with the fire, whatever he came with, it wasn't going to be enough for Drake coming out there in a fucking Nike tracksuit. But I did like how they was performing each other's songs. Like when Kanye did like Finding Your Love, you could tell he's the producer of that song. Like you could tell like the way he was trying to yeah. sing along to it. It sounded good. But Drake also killed some of Kanye's track too. He made that 24 song sound way better when he was singing. And I'm like, he did. that's what I'm like, that's why you need a singer on certain songs. Like, you know, like, you know, Kanye's voice might sound kind of rough, but when Drake hit them notes, it was just like, damn, that sounds like a beautiful-ass song. So, you know. Yeah. Boy can so, sing, man. The boy yeah. can sing. 
But what about the Larry Hoover concert? Do you think is like <laughs> the fact that we keep calling it Larry Hoover concert and there's nothing about Larry Hoover? <laughs> I mean, I thought that's what they were doing it for. Like it was a Larry Hoover benefit shit. Yeah, I mean, they sold some Larry Hoover merch by Balenciaga that said "Free Larry Hoover," and Drake didn't I mean, really participate. Didn't cause it. Drake I mean, had a hoodie that's that what said, I'm saying. I'm like, what did it really do for him? His son, his family. I'm assuming that's where it went. Or pay his legal fees, put money on his books. I don't know where where exactly that money went to, but I mean, they sold a lot of merch, you know, so you know how that goes when Kanye puts his touch on anything, like people go, you know. I don't think Larry's getting out. I don't think so either, but it it was a nice gesture. You know, it was a nice attempt, you know. And then like, okay, so let's, okay, we got to back it up a little bit. Like, how do we feel about, how do we feel about Drake and Kanye making up, man? Like, do you think that this is genuine? Because I know I seen Drake out there crying and stuff when he was performing Runaway or something like that, and Drake was in tears. Like, do you think this is a genuine, like, like the beef is done? Or do you just think, like, these niggas going to be back at it? So, I think it's done. Uh, It's, like, too much uh, get-along gang shit that's been going on with them niggas lately. So, I think it's going to pretty much be sold up. Uh, Daddy told them to play nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jay Prince for everybody yeah. they don't fucking read in front of the class but see that's the thing I'm talking about though like you know like it looked forced like you know what I mean like cause he daddy told them not to do that so it's like it's just still like look man I hate this nigga but Jay Prince asked me not to do it so I'm not gonna do it you know do you think it's one of those type of things or nah I think it's a little bit of both and I think like Drake kind of realizes how corny it's starting to look like, yes, it is. It is. It really you know, is. So once she started seeing that, like, like I really had a problem, legit problem with this nigga. Not no big problem, like where I want to hurt the nigga, but I just want to show that he could be talked about just like anybody else. He ain't shit. Huh. That's what I think. What he was trying to prove with that whole, just t- saying his name, doing you know disarming records with the puns and the goddamn flips and the, you know. I mean, we really heard Drake is that he's not talking to the person that wants to talk to him. You know what I mean? That, you know, I still, I'm still, people, he's still thinking people are going to forget about Pusha T. But we're not going to forget about that. <laughs> you always say that. Yeah, because I mean, you it's just like. Pusha T like he going. <laughs> because that's the piece, that's the person we want him to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, we want you to it's go at him like happen. that. It's not yeah. going to happen, bro. Because, I mean, all it takes is for Pusha T to say something on his next album, and then they're going to be right back up in that. You know what I mean? So it's just like... I don't even think Pusha T is going to do that, because now Ye didn't... Oh, don't, don't... Uh, all it takes Ye, is a sub, Ye bro. Ye has all showed it... us that he's the type of nigga that would be like, hey, hey, don't uh say nothing about Drake. We friends now. Like, <laughs> all it takes he's is a sub, He's doing that though, type bro. of shit with Big Sean. So it's clear that that's the type of shit he, that's what type of time he's on. And, you I mean, know, but Kanye sure changes his mind all the time. Sure. But, you know, but it's just like, all it takes is one sub, bro. All it takes is one goofy niggas hugging those. You know, like, it's just like, all it takes is one little sub. And, and you know, Drake gonna hear that, you know, so. 
Cause I mean that's all yeah. it took for the uh, last album, you know. He on infrared, it wasn't really that hard. He was just he just said something about ghostwriting, and that was it. And you know, Drake was back the next day with a track. So, you know, man, these good music niggas is weird. <laughs> <laughs> they they a little weird for me. Like I just don't. I I knew Big Sean. Yeah. Okay. I we can get to that now. That he was going through that. I already knew, like, when he said what he said on the Drink Chance interview. Uh, what he said on the Drink Chance interview. I mean, like, like when I heard that interview, like, I it really, I, I, I rationalized with Big Sean because it really seemed like he was coming from a genuine place. Like, it didn't seem like he was trying going up there trying to, yeah. So this is what Kanye did, but he was just like, he was like really more calm and not animated about it, and just like. All right, man. Like, I got love for the dude. I respect the dude. He put me on, but you know, he owed me six million dollars. But that's six million dollars to me. Not, I'm not a billionaire, so I kind of need that. You know, like he came from a more genuine perspective, and yeah. And I don't and believe he was lying. Money he owe a lot. He owing a lot of motherfuckers. Man, yeah. He uh, gave Dame some money. Yeah. Then I remember this nigga Kanye. Is the YKO Cyrus <laughs> because he owe everybody money? Uh, this nigga, he he gave Dame some money. Then he said something about Beanie Siegel. Yeah, he gave Beanie Siegel some money. But coming up with these, talking about Big Sean on Big Sean six million, and he talked about how he was gonna give Big Sean back his uh, publishing years ago on that fucking tweet or whatever he did. What was that? And I never gave that back. Yeah, <laughs> I never did it. So it's like, dog, like, if you got the bread like you saying, like, just fork it over. Because I think Beanie Siegel kind of put his foot in his mouth when he was like trying to be all deep and shit, bro. Just to say, I want my bread. Like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's, that money is cool and all. But if you teach a man how to, he can eat for a long Like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the money, nigga. Right. Like, yo, now he ain't, like, he ain't gonna give you shit. You think he gonna fucking do what? Give you, I don't know. Like, I mean, but like, Big Sean, he, he did flex. Yeah, I'm the highest selling artist that's on good music besides Kanye. And I'm like, which is true. He did sell my, a lot of records because Kid Cudi didn't stay that long. And, and the other guys said. Dodge. And I like the point he made, too, when he was like, hey, man, Kid Cudi left the label and y'all still friends and doing albums together. Like, why is it like beef when I leave? You know, so. Because you still, because Kanye still be riding that Cudi wave for the amazing bridges and hooks. Yeah. Melodies that Cudi be bringing. And Kanye likes to write to those. And I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny when Big Sean said, like, uh, you know, he Kanye has an obsession with Drake when he explained the uh, song Blessings. And, you know, he, he said him and uh, Drake was like, all right, the song cool the way it is. And Kanye needed to get on the song and just to, you know, go back and forth with Drake on some mental thing or whatever. Drake was like, dude, there's three verses on here already. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, our verses is on here. Like, I and, knew they had that type of relationship. I just knew it. And, you know, that I think that's Big Sean said, like, that's, like, part of the, like, downfall or whatever, because I'm like, you know, Kanye didn't make the cut enough or whatever at quick in time, because he was like, hey, man, 
my album come out tomorrow. You know, so it's just like ain't enough time to put you on here, you know, so you know. It's so, it's just like he has this weird obsession with Drake that I don't I think Big Sean painted the picture without saying it. Like, dude. Yeah. Like, and in a weird way, I don't think Drake respected the fact. See, Drake is calculated. Uh huh. He wanted to see if Big Sean was going to stand up to Kanye and say, yo, dog, uh, we don't need you on the song, and that's that. You know? Right. Wow. But he didn't do that. And Drake just saw right there, like, he got you, like, where you can't take him off a song that he's not even on. Right. Like, I don't really respect that. Like, and like he said, and like it was mentioned, Big Sean said he don't think that he, you know, they kind of fell off, you know, communication after that, you know? And I was like, yeah, because, bro, it's like, Drake, I think Drake wanted to see if you was your own man in a weird way, I guess, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, he was like, the way Drake said it, like, okay, I don't want that nigga on the track, but, I mean, that's on you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, like you said, he wanted to see what, you know, Big Sean was going to do. Like, is you going to just tell your man's no and, you know, but, you know, you, you know, if you don't good music, you can't really tell Kanye no. It's like, you know, like, that's the thing, you know, you can't that's tell that nigga no. That's part of the good music thing is everything you work on can belong to Kanye if he needs it for his project at any given time. Your bars, your, what you write, hooks, melodies, songs, samples, beats. <laughs> I can, but I can never, like, even to bring up Pusha T again, man, like I can never see Kanye yelling at Pusha T either. Like I can never see that. You know, like even though Pusha T may have hinted at something like that, but like, but I can't, like, where he's just really <laughs> screaming at that nigga. Like, you know what I mean? I like, <laughs> I mean, not like, because I mean, he seemed like his see other, it. like, yeah, on some passionate shit, but not on some, hey, nigga, well, you know, like, you know, not like that. Like, he about to hoe him in front of public and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, not like hoeing them, but how they be describing this nigga, bro. Um, yeah. I be like, yo, y'all really. Be letting this nigga get this shit off. It's, I'm seeing a trend. Yeah. And the people who did don't let him get that shit off is the niggas we don't see around him no more. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course, you know. But I mean, like they always come back to him at a certain point in time. Like you'll see, like yeah, you they know, check the old, it, dip in and dip out. You know, like the like Ron Fest, the consequences. Yeah, yeah. So Ron Fest, dip in and dip, dip, dip out. Because yeah. he called he called everybody damn he damn near knew for this Donda album, man. Like they they was all there, all the Chicago people, you know, Malik Yusuf, all that's all really people, my favorite. All them people uh, was there. Those are my favorite two writers for Kanye. Yeah. I never I consequence, okay. You got this is writers you got uh Malik um, Yusuf, Brian Fest, Malik Yusuf, Consequence, and um, what's his name? Um, uh, Snow Dope on Sundays, uh, nigga. Oh, Sahai, Sahai, yeah, Sahai the Prince. And to me, uh, 
uh, Malik Youssef and Ryan Fist is my favorite, like, voices that he used as writers, like, ghost writers for his, for his writing and shit like that, for his songs, because them niggas really made him sound conscious, but, like, clever at the same time, like, right. And but um anyway, I just went on a tangent with that shit, but yeah. I forgot what we were saying. I mean, like, okay, I mean, just back to the big shine thing, man. It's just like you was like saying, I mean, how far do you need to go to respect a legend like that? But I mean, I thought Big Sean really res- like showed him respect on drink champs. He didn't say nothing like out of the ordinary and he was like pro- overly proving his points, like like, okay, where did you see me endorse a, a political candidate? You know, like, where did you see it? And then he just kept repeating himself, like, number one, I didn't endorse nobody. Number two, I didn't endorse nobody. Like, where did you see it? So, you know, like, he yeah, was telling like, his side of the story. How much does he owe this nigga, though? Like, how how much does he owe this nigga? You already owe Big Sean six mil. How much loyalty does he owe you? And when does oh, he yeah. stop? Like, this was the point, too. He was like, yeah, like Kanye went hard on uh, John Legend and Big Sean, but he was like, yo, Pusha T came out and openly endorsed a, polit- uh, a Democratic candidate. I'm like, you ain't say nothing to him. So it was just and like... Everybody know John Legend and Common is Democratic puppets, so. Yeah. Sidebar. <laughs> but right. Anytime something going on, they be willing them niggas out. Yeah. To be talking about some Martin Luther King poems. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know, because freedom rang just like you should ring at the at the voting booth polls this February of Black History Month. Both of you, I'd be like, uh, uh, him and then Joe. Uh, yeah, it'd be nasty. Kanye right. right about that. It does be nasty sometimes. But, you know, I understand but, why, what Book Sean was saying. He was like, well, you know, Pusha T openly endorsed, like, uh, Joe Biden. He was like, yo, why you didn't say nothing to him? You know, so it was just like, that, that, that made sense, you know. So that's why I was meaning earlier, like, like, do you think Kanye really be spazzing on Pusha like that? Or, you know, man, he probably do, but just not publicly. If I had to put my money on it, I'm leaning towards yes, because, like, everybody's got the same accounts when it comes to that yeah. nigga, bro. Yeah. Even niggas yeah, but... who will bust his head open got the same accounts. <laughs> like, yo, this nigga, I had to save this nigga's life because he was talking to the <laughs> to the yeah. goonies like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he ain't stupid, though. He know who not to do that shit with. Uh-oh. He know who yeah. not to do that shit with. I guess that's, but with Pusha T, Pusha T does, dims that part of himself down because his hand is so deep in the Kanye pot, you know, and the president you know, of good music. Yeah, yeah, Mr. President of good music. It's almost like he is right hand man in a, in a weird way when it comes to music. Right. So, it's a lot of shit niggas be silent on. I I learned that also when I seen that Vlad interview with Saha the Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a very telling fucking interview on how good music be moving. And it's like, basically, if you write some shit and he like it, he taking it. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. Big yeah. Sean to Common to 
all them niggas that was there and shit. Even two chains was remember two chains was there. I mean, he's the lead artist. So I mean, like I kind of hate when people just kind of give Drake a hard time about it, but it's just like, yeah, when you the when the lead artist is always gonna take the best shit. That's what any click. Yeah, but them niggas is artists, artists. They ain't writers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they but I'm dead trying to as real artists. But I'm just trying to see like what click didn't that happen with? Like, you think like Jay Z didn't take nigga shit? You think like you know Jada didn't take none of the D block shit? You know, like niggas t- do that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. I get it on that type of that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're but still the lead artists, like you know. Different, yay. Does it differently, like? And then I remember that cat, uh, <laughs> Ali from Nelly. Which works out too. good for him, though. It yeah. works out good for him, though. Like patching the music together like a quilt yeah. is something that I think more people should make music that way, you know? Because yeah. I remember um, Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks was uh, talking about how he gave Fifty some shit, yeah. and then Ali from St. Louis Six was talking about how he gave Nelly some shit. So you know, like. Like of course, like them niggas are gonna help the bigger artists, you know, get up there, and he, can, the bigger artists can pull everybody else up. So like that happens, you know. So, so like when Big Sean be like, yeah, you know, I wrote verses for him. Like of course you're gonna write verses for Kanye, nigga. Like yeah, you thought you thought you wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> easily, it just it just kind of sh- I guess a little shocking to me the magnitude of artists that be doing it for him yeah. that already was the shit. Nigga. They right. wasn't up-and-coming motherfuckers that's just, like, trying to get on. Yeah. It's like, it's literally ha- <laughs> yeah. like having Michael, <laughs> motherfuckers having yeah. 50 Cent come to your goddamn record label and write for you. Right. <laughs> that's what Kanye was t- Right. <laughs> he got, he signed in, like, 2 chains, Big Shot. Like, he had some big hitters on that label yeah. that you be, like, I think some people was kind of <laughs> Not shocked because we know niggas was right. We know that. But it was yeah. just like the magnitude in which they would give him songs even when they was working on something at the time. I remember uh, the dude party next door was saying like, man, I want to be a big star, man. But, you know, he was saying it like in a political way, but he was saying like, yo, I want to keep my good tracks, but, you know, the whole boy Drake need them. You know, like, you know, he, you know, he tried to say it in a like clever way, but you know, we all knew what it meant, you know, so I mean, but that's just what it is, man, like, you know. Yeah. Man, sometimes we can, we might have to do a segment one day about writers and producers who we wish would link back up. Yeah. Because, yeah. man, them niggas there, The Weekend and Drake used to make some fire. Yeah. Shit. Well, well, to move along from uh, music, man, like I know we're going to do most of our movie takes on the next episode, but I do have something to say about The Matrix. I mean, because you don't have to go to the cinema to see The Matrix because it's on HBO Max and it's already pirated all over the Internet. And I got to say, man, this is the worst fucking movie I've seen in a long time, man. Like, oh, they really, really, yeah, man. Yeah, you got, you got the gunshots, man. You got the gunshots ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, look, this is the this is one of the worst fucking movies. Like, I'm I'm so mad because I wanted to get to it first before I heard it. Like other people speak on it, but it's just like, yo, know, they they really trashed the hell out this movie, man. It was just like, you know, you was excited, man. Like it was it was you know innovative and creative back when it first came out, the original trilogy. But nothing about this shit okay, was original. Help me out, cause I didn't see the movie, so help me out here. Okay, give me a a scale for one to ten rating. 
Zero. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this movie is fucking horrible, dog. Zero, like, dog. Zero. Oh, damn. Zero. Damn, Keanu. No, the the the, the, the original Keanu trilogy was really good. Though, but I still I still am a fan. Man. But like the Matrix the ri- movie I haven't saw yet. And I knew this shit was gonna be whack because it's basically what you've seen in the trailers, my man. Like, it's a talking movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because, you, you know, when it's like you always thought they, they was hiding, like, the fighting scenes. Like, oh, we don't want to give y'all that. The reason they ain't give it to us is because it's barely any. So it's just like, so you got what you saw mm. in the trailer. It is it's a talking movie. And, and I get, like, okay, they had plots where they it's related. mostly talking. Yeah, because, I mean, oh, like. mostly talking. The people that's defending this movie, it was like, okay, like, it's like a situation where they're relating the story to today's life and today's times. And I'm like, I fucking get that. We're not going to talk about some shit in 1972. So I get it's going to be a movie about today, but it's just like they just tried too much. And then the storylines didn't link up, right? Because, like, okay, the way they were trying to tell the story is just like it was going to take too, too much time, and which it did, instead of just making a more simpler story. Yeah, I heard the movie was yeah. long as Ron Jeremy's did. And I'm not, I'm not going to let niggas try, try to put on a koofy hat and try to make it sound like it's some intellectual shit. We're not going to do the woke shit on this one because it's just like, yes, I get the story, but it's just a bad movie, man. Like, and Keanu too old to be trying to do the martial art movies, man. Movie, bro. Yeah, Keanu getting old, man. He, he was using the same move the whole movie. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it was it's just like, it just wasn't, you know, you, you it's just like, the same move. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's you like know, it's a, flip. There you go, there you go. Like, and then, and then he didn't really have all his powers like that because it's like he forgot that he who he used to be. And all uh, that stuff. So, this is what pissed me. Hold on, bro. This so he, is what pissed me off, and I knew when when I saw this, I was like, oh, I don't want to see it. It's you. Are you the one who told me that basically he gotta be around? The chick to get his powers. Yeah, uh, I, I don't mean, know if you don't want to tell me that. Someone told me that they were pissed because he got to be around the chick just to get his shit off. No, I mean he didn't need to, but it, it was just like a, it was a love story that they really tried. They really man, focused on a, a love story between that. them. Two. I heard, man. That's what I kept hearing. Like people okay, were okay, mad. Like, spoiler it was like, yo. It seemed like you had to, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, that's the only. That's the only thing I'm gonna tell people. Spoiler alert! I spoiler alert! Either. Spoiler alert! Spoiler but, alert! I'm gonna. I'm gonna just drop it on y'all. Uh, you know. Trinity became the one. That Trinity turned me one. Off. Trinity was the one with the powers. Like I don't know how the fuck she got it all of a sudden, but it was just like at the end of the movie, she became the one, and it was just like. <laughs> It just didn't make sense because it was so unnecessary. Yeah, that's right. Let it out. You didn't was, like that bitch being the one, did you? Did you? Because it, because it was just unnecessary. It's like, yo, they already fucking saved Zion, and then here you come. Oh, yeah, I hate the Look at, right, look at him. You. Look at him. Look at him, ladies and gentlemen. This nigga did no, not want. It wasn't about her personally because, you know, Trinity still looked good. Let me throw that out there. She still looked good. Let me throw that out there. But. It was just like it was no reason for her to have the power, bro. It was like no reason. Because the is one. 
it's just not as fun. You know, okay. it, the Matrix shit was centered around Neo. And then you took out Lawrence Fishburne because his face was too big to be in the movie. <laughs> all all right, his face is getting big as fuck. So right, you get the little young fucking Morpheus nigga. <laughs> he looked like he in college and his suit too big. It was just turning me off. Yeah, he before I even like, saw the movie. I haven't even saw human. it. As somebody said, uh, uh, they was like, yeah, they don't like a sarcastic Morpheus. Like, the new dude was sarcastic as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though, because I kind of like sarcastic people, but it was funny, but it's just like, it's just not the it's right like, Dude, I don't Morpheus. remember the Morpheus. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, like, uh, that's all I knew is what the key thing was, is, is someone told me that they were just like, bro, I just didn't like that she was the one. Right. I mean, like, okay, like, you know, you like, we kind of like the serious Morpheus, like, take the red pill. You don't want the sarcastic Morpheus, like, nigga, the, the uh, duh, the pill in, pill in my hand, take that one. You know, like, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to fact, like And that. I, I kind of low key knew that it was going to do something like that because they was, first of all, I knew it was going to be whack on another scale because they released a video game that was. You know, it just everything just everything about this that movie video just game looked way better out. than the movie. That that that, that video game looked. The cold video as fuck. game sucked, my nigga. I played it. That's what I'm oh, saying. Like this oh, shit sucked. Yeah, it, it released on like um, PS5 and other platforms and shit like that. But it was it was so whack. Like uh, it would just looked good, but when you played it, it was like, what the fuck is this a demo or? A tutorial or some shit. I think it's like, a demo. It wasn't even really a, a whole game like that. Like, so it was damn near giving you a clue that this movie was finna be whack too. Like, yeah. it was giving you a clue. Like, even how the rollout was, nigga, this movie just came out of nowhere on us. We didn't get a warning. We didn't get a guy, <laughs> you know, Easter egg clue. Or <laughs> yeah. Like they usually do with a movie of this magnitude. We didn't get any of that shit. It was I just thought ma- it was real weird. Rollout. Now, as a fan, like uh, this is a concept. This is I'm going to explain the concept that they should have went with. Like, okay, like because at the end of the third Matrix, they saved the world or whatever. But Buddy at the end of the Matrix Three said, "Hey, man, like the machines made the piece ain't going to last long." Like they should have made a concept where Morpheus comes back, finds the DNA of Neil, extracts that, and gives it to like the new people so they can upgrade their lives. Because, like, you know, the heroes and the, uh, like, Neil always okay, been the only right. one. We're getting spoiled. We could definitely get in spoiled, ter- spoiled territory. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not. Right? This is a story that I made up that I wish they could have done, you know? So, oh, okay. The alternate. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, because, um, you know, like, it, it was cool that Neo can do all those tricks and be on his Superman shit. But it's like, you kind of wish the other ones knew how to fight, too. Like, because the other ones, just, all they did was ran and get their ass kicked. So it should, they should have had a new situation where they got upgraded so you don't have to, like, focus on Neil no more. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, all right, when you watch the new one, you want to see. It sounds like they didn't let the cool shit happen. The shit that I liked about The Matrix and what guys liked about The Matrix is that they could think up shit and be it. Right. On a very, very tribal level of what we liked about it as men is that the dope part is, like, he could just 
touch something and goddamn fly an airplane or you know, right away he can become a kung fu expert and goddamn touch something and you know, like yeah, we I mean, like they, that instant. They all could do that, but it's just like they just wasn't good. Like, like okay, like the rest of the heroes, they can learn martial arts, but once they fought an agent, it's like they got their ass kicked real fast. Then you have Neil that can fight a hundred of them at one time, and it's just like, all right, man, you got to kind of balance it a little bit, you know. So it's just like, but like, yeah, like like I said, man, it's just like it's a lot of directions they could have went with this movie, but they just really dropped the ball. And Keanu just not that dude no more to be like, you know, like I said, he just didn't have all his powers, and he was still kind of getting his ass kicked a little bit, and it was just like. You know, it, I, I didn't see the point of this movie, man. Like, okay, I get on a deeper level how they tried to explain certain things, and but it just wasn't it. That wasn't the movie, man. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Guess I guess you know I, I I think everybody gonna still see it. You know, because they just gonna fucking Matrix. Run yeah, still go see it. Just gonna still see it. Um. I, got, I mean, y'all got it on I'm HBO still Max. seeing shit even yeah. after people tell me it's bad or yeah. people tell me that they may have not liked it. Make sure you go see shit for yourself, you know, people yeah. out there. Make sure you go see shit for yourself. Like I said, it's a good thing it's on HBO Max because, I mean, I feel, it, but just watch it. <laughs> you know, you'll see. You just know. watch that, boy, and just watch that shit. But, All right, um, enough with that, man. So let's go ahead and move on, man. Uh, is uh, do you think Jake Paul is saving boxing right now? Um, I think Jake Paul. It's a difficult question because he is, man. He is man, the motherfucker is entertaining. Motherfucker is entertaining. He, he is. You know, if you keep something alive and it's mutated, <laughs> then yeah, he's saving boxing. You know, if you, it's just like if. You got a human being, and then all of a sudden, he get in a weird car crash and becomes a toxic Avenger. And you got to yeah. keep him alive. <laughs> all right. That's what boxing is right now, like because it's some old mutated ass shit of what boxing used to be. And I guess, in a sense, he is, but not really because he ain't getting no gigs from nobody else but his fucking self and his brother, like. The big boxers, he ain't boxing no real motherfucking steppers. He of course he's not. No real, he ain't he, boxing he real boxing yet. No amateur motherfuckers. Like, it's a big as the check. And it ain't, it ain't his fault that Tommy Fury pulled out, though. And that, that ain't his fault. Tommy Fury just up and pulled out like a week before the fight. That's why they had to get Tyrone I mean, to do it again. I mean, there's so many options. He can, he can choose a fighter that's actually. A, a level of boxing that he's at that's also a well-known name and also he can do that but he keep on picking like okay Tyrone Woodley first of all let's get to the elephant in the room that was a, a motherfucking flop 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 uh, you think that was a flop hell yeah that was a goddamn flop man that nigga <laughs> Oh, they Ric Flared the shit out of that punch. The way he dropped, I was like, first of all, Tyrone Willie is a nigga who's been taking MMA punches from niggas, kicks to the face. Man, uh-huh. that punch Jake Paul threw, 
I ain't no boxer or nothing like that, but I do watch boxing enough to like it wasn't even enough force behind that punch. It ain't gotta be enough force to knock a nigga out, but it just didn't look like to me uh not it looked like he just hit the canvas like poop poop. I was like, yeah. dude, it just looked funny style. And if that's what's gonna be happening, I guess that's the point where it's like I guess real boxers won't be getting these gigs to get these checks to do this shit because a real boxer Okay, like a real boxer go shit gonna look like this. If you wanna call something a fall or something where people are gonna decide we're not gonna knock each other out or we're gonna do this or, or anything premeditated that they're gonna do. It will look something oh. like uh the Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight. Okay. Where it's like they actually are fighting for real, but they have clearly discussed that you're not gonna embarrass me and I'm not gonna you know what I'm saying? Right. Mike Tyson clearly did not wanna fuck Roy Jones up. He just wanted to show that he's a better boxer and entertain and blah blah blah. Right. Jake Paul and Ty Tyron Woolley shit, that shit just it looks like all right, we gonna make sure that you the winner, and make sure that I get some, you know, Mike Tyson knockout <laughs> type, you know, shit off and get the moment, all get right, the little white hype moment, cause all he ain't right, none so, of the white, the white hype, you know. All that's right. really what it is. I sell tickets about. As a as a person that that looks at staged boxing every day at my bar, I can tell you that it was, because it's just like it's just mm. the way like it's you just, agree. It, yeah, I agree. Because I could, you could tell the way, like, before the punch came, the way he flicked his wrist with his, um, I believe it was, like, his left or right hand, he flicked his wrist. And then Tyrone, he, he dropped his arm. And then that's when, you know, Jake Paul called him. And he, the way he dropped his arm, even. Right. Great point. <laughs> the way he dropped his fucking arm, it was like, oh, here it comes. Drop. Boom. I was like, come on, Tyrone Willie, you better than that. But, you but know, like, not better than that. Like, don't get me wrong. The bag is the bag. Right. <laughs> a lot of niggas going to take know, millions to drop to, uh, drop to Jake Paul. You know. Yeah. So. They're not killing anybody. But um, I'm just saying, is it really good for boxing if that's the question if that's posed? And I don't know. Uh, I will say that it's, it's good more... for Jake Paul right now in, in, in uh, Trilla. I'm going to say it's more normal than you think it is because like, you know, like a lot of people like got hands and, you know, pockets and stuff like that. I'm going to say it's like a lot of people may not think it is, but it, it's more common that people taking dives, you know? So it's just that like Jake Paul is just like, like the bigger star at the moment that you're seeing him do that. And, you know, but like it's some, it's some lesser fights out there where people are taking the dive and, um, or setting or setting up chump fights like uh like uh what's his name Mickey on Rocky three when he tried to explain to Rocky like okay the people you've been fighting ain't really good because you ain't been hungry like that no more so I don't want you to fight Mr T because he's gonna really whoop your ass but I I don't know how to tell you that in a nice way you know so you know so so we gonna set up a couple ducks for you you know so like that's it's kind of like that you know yeah man uh, it's gonna get interesting when people get tired of seeing Jake Paul. And want to see someone else do this shit? Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I mean, like I said, he the guy's entertaining, so he can Who sell. Get? 
Like people gonna pay to see that shit. You know what I mean? So it was just like, but he he gotta get an actual boxer in the ring next time. And I think that's like people gonna fuck with it. You know? So oh, let me introduce our next topic. Which let is? me introduce our next topic with the with the with the soliloquy. Hold on. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Our next topic. Let's see if you can guess where we're going with Art. Hmm. Hold on. I know. You see, bitch. Omar the director. 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 Hey. 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 I know where we're going with this. Hey, 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 city boy. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, 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 okay. I we got uh, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez, the saga fucking continues, and the reason is continuing because uh, it's new uh, discoveries in the case. It's new things going on. Uh, basically, um, they're in court. They've been in court. Um, I think last week they went to court. Um, it's just a fucking statement in court that says, Today in court, it was revealed that an independent witness reported to the LAPD that he observed a fight breakout between the two women in a car. Just okay. prior to the shooting, Megan herself uh, corroborated this account, telling officers shortly after the incident that the argument was between her and the other female passenger in the car. Name Kelsey. Independent witness also told officers that the muzzle flash was closest to the other female, which is corroborated corroborated by the gunshot residue found on the other woman's hands. It was Case fucking closed. Right. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was what the hell are we talking established about? That Megan gave several inconsistent accounts of what happened that night and that she omitted key information to the police. We look forward to the opportunity to cross-examine her at the trial about the numerous inconsistencies in her story. End quote. So, what the fuck are we doing here? Case fucking closed. What are we still talking about? Why is this still a thing? What Can is, we like, get this man his life back? He's been what, making what, the best music of his life. And you niggas been blackballing this man. Like, what, what is it? What are we talking about? Like, if you shoot somebody, gun residue should be on your hand. There's no gun residue on his hand, but it's on the it's on the other girl's hand. None. What what, what type of trick gun is that? To where you shoot somebody and the gun residue is just oh, it's on a person's you hand. You can next tell, yeah, you can tell homegirl, her friend that they that she clearly got in a fight with over this nigga. Yeah. She has been quiet the whole time. Because I think what's going to happen is they're going to bring her up. They ain't even talked about her being uh, on on the stand yet or being brought up by um, probably the defense is going to probably bring her up. You know what I'm saying? Tory and his team probably bring the bitch up. You know, 
and she gonna tell her account of it. Um, but what's gonna be interesting is if I think they're trying to keep some type of loyalty to to each other, and and Tori is basically like, "This the boogeyman." I ain't the boogeyman, but nobody shot you, and it ain't me. I mean, we don't even have to go to legal terms with this one. It's just like, men, we are dispensable. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, yeah. Maggie's trying to pull something where I don't want to snitch on my friend or whatever, and blah, 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 but okay, this nigga's dispensable because niggas ain't shit, so we just going to say he shot him. And then I'm, I'm, I'm oh, wait, wait, wait. going to say, that's basically what's going on here. Man, they no, have no, still, even though they fought, they have clearly conspired to work against Tory and just act like girl, just say he did it. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, Meg said in the beginning of the uh, before when all this stuff was going on first started, like Meg said, yes, Tory shot me. But now recently she said, no, somebody shot me. So let me let me she clarify. Keep fucking that. changing it. Yeah, hey, it's clear like these stories and accounts and change all right. through the year. Like so, and like I said, like. A year ago, damn near, and many have said if the motherfucker was guilty for real, for real, he'd be fighting his case from inside the jail. Like, yeah, he just would. Because when it's that hectic and the evidence is piled up like that, you'd be fighting that motherfucker in there. It's just that deep down, a lot of people wanted to be torn because. Because when Tory wins something, he brags a lot. So, like, you know, he kind of, like, is like a bodacious bragging dude, you know? So, like, it's to, to the point where he's going to throw it in your face to where people wish he was guilty because he's going to, like, brag to them so much about being innocent. You know, so he's that type oh, of yeah. guy. yeah, and just like always when it does clears and this shit proves that she was lying, everybody's going to just keep mourning about their day and yeah. Ain't nobody gonna say shit to Tory about that shit, you know. Uh, no, no, because the people gonna he'll still have this black cloud over his goddamn, you know, shit where we won't be hearing. He'll have his shadow band. He got his fucking shadow band over his music and his goddamn everything. It's just shadow band the fuck up. I mean, because women are just gonna try to word it differently. They're gonna try to say it like, "Oh, Meg ain't gonna snitch on her friend. She a real one." That's how they gonna word it. I already know that. That's that's how it's gonna come. So, you know, you, you know that's gonna come. Like, oh, she she a real one. I mean, she ain't gonna put her friend in jail. You know, like she gonna she gonna be. That's how they gonna word that shit, man. Because I mean, it's 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 really nothing else to talk about at this point now. It's just like gun residue on the girl's hand, and it, what are we talking about? You know, <laughs> so what it's are we just, talking about man. Like, and in this shit, stop stop dragging this case out, please. If anybody hears me out there in Podland, in this motherfucking case, like we just began potting, and I'm already tired of this effort, man. Like, and I, I was really a huge, um, I like, I really did like Mad the Stallion. I still, I still do, and he still do down there. Wink, wink. But, you know. She just be doing a lot of dumb shit, and uh, it's just—it's just—it's just, just a situation where Tory Lanez would, where there is no reason for him to pull out a gun. I'm like, you go to a Kylie Jenner party, and Kylie Jenner is flirting with you, dance, like, you gonna feel like and that's the quote everybody's saying. That he's yeah, something of that, you know. 
dance, bitch, dance. Like, what the fuck is this? A goddamn Back to the Future Tyler three Perry movie? <laughs> is this for Colored Girls two? What is this for Diary of a Mad Black Woman two? Starring Biff Tannen uh, was shooting at Marty McFly's foot. What the dance. is this? Ace Ventura, The Mask, as animated as shit, dog. Like, who does that shit? Nobody that that dance, doesn't happen dance, in real life. Bitch, dance, like what is this Dave Chappelle ass shit? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Who does that shit? So it's like, man, it was no, it don't make no sense. And when yeah. it all fucking gets cleared up, ain't nobody gonna apologize to that man. It's just gonna be like, yeah, whatever. Like you shouldn't have yeah. been fucking both of them at the same time. That's what that's what females gonna say. Oh, when it, <laughs> yeah, that's what they're yeah, gonna say after yeah. all of this. Well, he uh, shouldn't have been talking to her friend then, <laughs> or Kylie Jenner. You know, he's on this nigga's life was almost over, and they're gonna be like, "Well, he shouldn't have been talking to two best, two good friends. That's friends." Yeah, I feel like nobody's in the thought in this motherfucking shit. But anyways. Niggas just wasting money at this point, paying their lawyers off because their lawyers is just dragging it out. So much money wasted. Oh, some pussy. Because lawyers just going to take their time to tell people, well, you know, the gun residue was on a girl's hand, but, you know, we still got to look into it. Like, you think it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, so much money wasted. It's just, and he making some fabulous music, man. But anyways, yeah. the Stallion's that, that, music has been horrible. Deep. But yeah. Tories has been great. The that man made it. Argue the best of his life. It kind of shows who's guilty and who's not. <laughs> man, <laughs> man made it. The man is happy right now, making an '80s pop album, and that, that shit go hard, bro. That shit go yeah, hard. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I fucking said it. But anyways, uh, um. Lee, let's go. I want to talk about Dirk because the ladies love Dirk. <laughs> okay. My comrade here, Art, has oh. been in another country for Dirk's basically his whole ascendance to street nigga rapper prominence. And he right now, he's that nigga. And uh, anybody out there don't know who Lil Durk is? If you don't listen to him, I've always said I've always said that he had star quality. Like when all the drill rappers was coming out during the Chief Keep era, I'm like, yo, he got the star power, but he just don't have the album to me. Like I want the album that's gonna define it. Like I I don't have that yet. Oh yeah, he's got but but in the hood in the in the motherfucking trenches. In the trenches? <laughs> yeah, but I want that Jay Z in the trenches to these niggas. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. It's 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 I know it's hard to believe, but trust me, these little noodle neck niggas, they love them. So I just I only brought him up in reference to um him and his lovely new wife, or I guess you could say fiance. Fiance, yeah. Yeah. So um he recently uh proposed 
to his now fiance. I don't know her name, but um, some type of concert. He stopped the concert, proposed to her. Uh, big Jam, Big Jam in Chicago. Yeah, the Big Jam in con- in Chicago. Okay, yeah, the Big yeah. Jam in Chicago. So it was huge because he was home in Chicago. I do recall that. It was huge because he was home in Chicago, um, a place that he recently, two years ago, was not allowed to be in. But now he is all of a sudden, even though there's a lot of bodies following his wake. But on another level. Anyway, he was there on stage and proposed to his chick. um, And a lot of women was so into that shit. And I didn't understand why they were so into it because they don't. Okay, here's a here's a, here's a small. Okay, basically there was a home invasion like months prior to him, you know, proposing to her on stage just a week ago, and in the home invasion, like a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, him and his girlfriend. Uh, fought off the goddamn assailants in a goddamn Mr. and Mr. Smith style ass shit <laughs> where he just handed her the pistol and said <laughs> he can not mind you they got a child together they got okay. a child together also and okay. um he handed her the her the blicky and she went wild she went wild with that thing and uh uh, everybody is fast forward months later, and he proposes to her. Um, basically, you know, after all of that and holding her, holding him down, and I noticed that women are loving. I mean, they loving this fairy tale of little Dirk holding her down and marrying her, but. Nobody wants to talk about what it took for her to get there. What it took for her to get said proposal. Okay. You can't get a chick to even to to bust back in a situation like that. Like it's chicks right now that's fucking a man's man. And then all these chicks are, dude, you should just see it. Every chick I know shared the footage of that shit, but they can't even make a nigga a sandwich. They <laughs> will not do shit for the nigga they are with. But like they are know. obsessed with this little dark shit. They are obsessed with it. Do you know what that heifer had to do to earn that? She had to bust back. You know what I'm saying? That's the ultimate. If you want to speed up the process of a relationship, <laughs> put a gun in a bitch hand. Put it in her hand. <laughs> and ask her, what would you do to protect me in a time of need, in a time of... What would you do if I needed you to do more than just go get me some McDonald's two for one before work if I needed you to do something more than just the everyday mundane task of half-ass girlfriend shit that you probably do uh-huh. what if you had to live that moment and fellas I, I don't think you're gonna like the real deal answer of that like 
they not gonna be busting for your ass like that. So it's uh, whether it's literally busting for your man in real life, or it's something to the magnitude that replaces that in your respective life or relationship. You need to find it because that's what got her to ring. I'm not saying you got to go get a nine and random nigga in the leg and say, babe, you want to get married. I'm just saying it was very big what she did and she sped up the button of loyalty. She sped up the loyalty button. She fucking put that shit on steroids. It sped up the process of all the stupid fucking questions y'all ask, all the stupid games you play with niggas and trying to see if he's trustworthy or not, all the stupid games that niggas might even play. You know, it it sped past all of that shit. And I just want to say that women out there find that equal of that little Dirk moment. Don't look at the fucking proposal on stage and shit like that, because y'all get lost in that shit. Look what she did to huh. get there. Right. Look what she did to the where the fact to that man had no question without a shadow winning, without a shadow of a doubt, that she would have his back, even if she fucked another nigga. Mmm. Huh. Mmm. Even if she fuck another nigga, the type of trust that she showed in that moment, it just was like, ah. And I just noticed the women aren't romanticizing about that, but they're romanticizing about this fucking rapper-ass proposal. But they don't understand why he done that. Oh. I mean, he he wanted to show the world, you know, I get it. He wanted to do it on stage and show off to the world. I got it, you know. Yeah, but ladies, just understand why why she got that. What's it? What's 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 this beautiful young lady's name? Hold on. Uh, I'm I'm trying India, correct? Okay. Uh, I think uh, India, and we need to fucking protect her at all costs. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what you want to idolize if you women out there want to keep idolizing like people's relationships and shit and you don't have a real one of your own and actually idolizing these you know rap relationships if you want to pick a chick pick this one yeah i I get uh, yeah there's no question i get what you're saying about the relationship aspect of it and i know this is like a relationship topic but my stand on Dirk is like, I don't want Dirk to become the guy that's famous for being famous. I don't want Dirk to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're famous because we love his relationship. I'm back, to, I'm, back to, I'm back to square one, man. I want the album. Like, I don't want him mm-hmm. to be just that famous nigga. I don't want him to be a reality show star. Well, you know what I mean? Music has been, the music has been the best it's ever been. I ain't going to lie. Uh, it's been the best it's ever been. Like, best for a hope. He got one more piece of... <laughs> It's really just as far as what niggas like. Now, this is my disclaimer. As far as what niggas like, it's money bag yo and him. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see like the uh, unanimous decision. Like, yo, this is the album right here, and this is the shit we're not like. I'm big on both of them, like that. You know, like when people saying? listen to little dark music, they be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's cool. But I don't hear the excitement about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this is the one. This is yeah. like, all right, this is the nigga right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like trenches. all his music like, come and go. Niggas in the trenches, they can't wait for him to drop. You know. Yeah. Voice. Okay. Like. The only Sometimes excitement I heard those was projects, those type was of projects and shit. Niggas love the verse he had on that Drake joint. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like uh, I don't be in the clubs with Brad. Like, okay, they love that one, but I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah. I mean, because he me. did, he 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 did a whole you know project with Lil Baby, and that shit just went under the radar. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh you know, no, that shit. It it did what? See his fan base for his fan base. It did. Numbers, they still listening to that shit. You know, they still love that bro and the voice shit. They still, they actually, matter of fact, they want little baby and Dirk to do another one, and the shit just came out. But that's them niggas, you know, that's their fan base. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. uh, I don't know, I'm man. It's just like I don't feel like the I don't feel like the little Dirk sound is working for little Dirk. Like, so, like, when you have, like, people like Meek Mill trying to copy that sound, it's like, nigga, you Meek, why are you, you know, why are you trying to sound like the Chicago, like, you know, like, like, because I didn't like Meek I Mill's album because he right could. Now. Everybody's trying to do that shit. Yeah, it's a way, but it's just like, I, don't know. I mean, like I said, like, it, it must be my age talking now, or it must just be like, all right, man, like, I don't know, because it's just like, I'm not, I just want the album to coincide with it, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I get why he's just yeah. doing it, but we still haven't gotten that yet, so... Still haven't gotten it. I'm he one piece away, man. I don't know what the piece is. I think he transitioning into that piece of like trying to put together a ding 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 cohesive project, right? Where it's goddamn you know more than just like street anthems on there, but yeah, I think he's attempted that shit a couple times, but yeah. not at the level he probably would be searching for, right? Um, you know. Yeah. So the next topic, uh, let's see. I know you want to get you. You want to since we brought up little baby, you want to go ahead and introduce this one. Oh yeah, let's let's uh, get into um, since we're on a relationship. Sweetie, rapper Sweetie. I know everybody's been talking about uh, her leaving. Quavo, that's, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when I'm speaking about topics like this, it's never, it's never the eye candy, what it seems type, type of topic because I don't give a fuck about the bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't. But she, she does things that's so interesting that can actually be a psych ward course of its own. And she doesn't know that she's doing it. She really needs a pussy manager. Like, she really needs somebody in her corner to tell her when she's making these false, bad pussy management moves. Okay. Uh, She broke up with Quavo. Then okay. she okay now remember, sweetie. 
I I, I like her too, man. But I just like, and I want ladies to to take heed to this. It's all good when it's all good. But once you are fucking with the homies and all the homies get a whiff that you're fucking with the homies, you're nothing. (laughs) You ain't shit. (laughs) The only thing I'm mad, listen. I don't care if you're Melon Monroe. Should it work for you? See what happened with Melon Monroe? When she started fucking with the homies, she wasn't shit. She got packed out and slutted out. I want everybody to take, because this is what's going to happen. Okay, sweetie, you, you think that you're making a difference by fucking with Lil Baby, who is on the same record label as Quavo of the Migos. They are on the same record label. They knew each other before they knew you, before Quavo knew you and all of that shit. And you knew that. And you purposely tried to holler at him, and there's a perp, there's a picture circling on the net right now, where she's sitting in his lap and shit like that. Fast forward a uh, maybe like a week and a half later, after little baby gets catches wind of the shit going viral everywhere, uh, he kind of pulls out and don't even claim, he don't even claim the fact that he fucked you, even though everybody know that he fucked you. You know, he kind of like, and then Quavo sees that, and Quavo says, we hit him. He says some type of comment. I forgot what he says. Something like, uh, we hit them all. I hit your bitch. You hit my bitch. Something like that. But the nigga was hurt. (laughs) The nigga was probably a little hurt. But this is for Sweetie. Because also right after that, or maybe a week and a half after that, she was spotted at a Lakers game next to Roddy rapper, LA rapper Roddy Rich. And uh she was sitting next to him on a fucking Megatron thing. And Roddy Rich was already sitting down at the Lakers game. And um it looked like she was uh with Roddy Rich because the mega, you know, the mega, you know. A mega screen popped up, like, look at the celebrity couple. Ooh, look at these motherfuckers. Look at them, blah, blah, blah. And they were sitting next to each other. So it looked like they were a couple. Okay. Uh, Roddy Rich does an interview yeah. a couple days after that, and he says, um, I don't want nobody sitting next to me again at the Lakers yeah. game because they're going to think that I'm with them. So yeah. basically, he curved you. Roddy Rich curved you. Have you seen mm. Roddy Rich? He he he's fucking five two. <laughs> and he curved you. And you oh, bad. Man. You bad, sweetie. <laughs> Bitch, you bad. I give you that. But you are not practicing the right for JJ management out here. Oh. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna fizzle out and be yet another cautionary tale. Of someone who was just fucking the homies. And once that label is put on you, you will just you will just become one of these heifers on Vlad TV talking about who you fucked and oh. telling old whole stories shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can just one thing will snap, baby, and that can be your fate. So you better watch it because this city girl shit. 
it's cute for the moment, but in the long run, you know, uh, it's just not smart. I just Instagrammed a picture of Sweetie. Did she just go bald? Ah, I'm 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 glad you I'm glad you asked because oh, no. no, I'm afraid that's I... another uh, <laughs> warrior cry of a uh, cry for help <laughs> that yeah. women be doing, and it's just like almost when you see that, you just know they're about to go on a rampage of fucking niggas. Yeah, like, only only a it's certain. It's like the Super Saiyan for hoes, like. They about to they go ball and cut their hair off like that's super saiyan like ah! <laughs> like they they glowing they glistening fire white flames surrounding their back like the whole nine nigga when you see a woman cut their hair off chop it off and go to the blonde crop yeah. fade Caesar yeah. she's about she's about to bust it open for sure. So yeah, that's not, not that's, that's not what it. she was doing. That's not it. <laughs> and it's not it because she got a, her face is mad strong. You know, so the last thing I seen of Sweetie was when the white boy was trying to flirt with her. What's his name? Jack Jack Harlow. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's what she should have done. <laughs> you should have rolled with Jack. It's Jack is somewhere like Nana the Boo Boo. You shoulda, cause he gave you a chance, and you squared him. You squared him. Oh. Hey, so hey, look at you now getting tossed around like a goddamn frisbee at a at a goddamn church picnic. You just getting <laughs> tossed, and and look, look at you now. You better you better drop a song, cause that sweetie sauce shit. Like, come on, I'm I'm rooting for you. I am. But ladies, let this be a, a, a warning to you. Don't city girl yourself to death. You can city girl yourself to death. And that sound around. of music is just getting like, all right, let me interject a little bit. Yeah, like, all right, I heard she's on a new Rick Ross album. And, you know, once I got to track four, I think Sweet is on a Rick Ross album, I believe. Uh, and I believe. And she, they have this song together called uh, Wiggle Wiggle. And once I heard oh, that song... That song is horrible! Uh, one of the most horrible songs that I've song heard. Is, that's her on that joint? I think oh that's my her. god! Uh, let, me, let, me, let me make sure. Let me make sure before I kill the song. You know, so... I think it was, so, dog. It was... I hate just, that song. And I'm like, Rick, what are you doing with recording this song Why like this, man? Why did you put like, that on the... Uh, yeah. I almost hated the whole album because of that one song. I did hate the whole album. No, no, that's Dream Down. I'm sorry. That's Dream Down. It's not, it's not Sweetie. Sorry. I almost hated the whole album because of that one song. It's called Wiggle, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's Dream Down. It's not, it's not Sweetie. But yeah, still, man. She, it's still tomato, like tomato. Yeah. Somehow I feel like Sweetie still gets a, a negative point because Dream Down rapped the verse and somehow it counts. Because <laughs> it, 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 like, it didn't fit with almost the, album the same at all. person. <laughs> it was just like, why did you do that? Okay, I'm, uh, okay, like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to the audience. Like, I know, like, I don't partake in these topics as more as I do with other topics. And because uh, one of my friends messaged me today, and he was like, "Hey, uh, what'd you think about Polo G? You gonna talk about him?" And I was honest with him. I'm like, man, like, I'm gonna be real with you. I really don't know who that is like that. I mean, I've heard of him, but I, don't, I just don't <laughs> listen to him. 
you know? And yeah. then, I, you know, I've I, I seen this quote and I just told him this, like, man, as you get older, your brain begins to stop getting pleasure from new music, causing your musical taste to stagnate. Man, look, man, my, my, my age is starting to catch up, man. Like, if I just don't connect with the artist as a person or musically, it's just like, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard. I'm the extra mile. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can attest to that. Like, yeah. and it's only so many of them that I can fit in right. my, like, jukebox of like music right right like and shit and keep adding it and subtracting something to only to add to something again you know right uh, and i guess i'm just so, not outside like you know, that you know maybe certain artists are just maybe artists. you know maybe they got to join us something that's ringing off in the club and i haven't been in the club in a while but okay you know when i hear stuff from maybe i'm like all right i like this one song that's cool but it's like i'm not invested enough to go download the whole album you know what I mean? So it's just like I may hear certain things that I may like, like, all right, he got a cool verse on this song. I like it, but it's still not enough for me to be like, hey, so, you know, he was down with this person, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, you losing me, buddy. You know, so, you know, it's just I'm not really into it like that. But, you know. Good thing that all of these niggas that you are describing do dumb shit that draws you to their music anyway. <laughs> yeah. and, and then like, like I said about dirt, dumb like, shit you like that's how I find out some of these niggas I'd be like oh what's this dumb shit he did oh okay right. let me check this music out oh okay it's not bad I and like I just I said about dirt, like I don't want to listen to people because they famous just to be famous you know what I mean like okay if they got a good body of work I'm gonna listen to it but it's just like alright man you know it's like yeah I only fit so many of them niggas in my that's what I mean <laughs> Right. I only fit so many of them niggas in my shit. Like, but like I said, they are a walking, talking uh, bevy of topics, especially in the relationship realm, because it's always them trying to propose some relationship goals. <sighs> I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say I'm this. A little dirt. I'm just gonna say this. Kendrick, where are you? <laughs> I need. I need oh some new music. God. I need some. I need something. Whew. I need something I can connect with. Kendrick, where are you? What the fuck, man? Like, I'm tired of this praying that I'm missing his music so much that I purposely try not to even bring it up. Because I remember, because, like, he was like, getting praise from. Uh, so tired of this nigga coming out in these Andre three thousand, two thousand outfits, hmm. and not dropping no music, dog. He coming out in the festival dressed like Yoda, and don't never. Like, drop some shit, bro, please, because niggas is... And I was telling people then not uh, to gas Kendrick so much. I was like, don't gas him so much. Out. If you if you gas him too much, he gonna start if thinking... you he gas him, right. he make it longer. And Lord behold, look where we at. Lord and behold, look where we at. gas like, him, he makes the wait longer. Nigga, we haven't like, gotten the album from him like, in four or five years, and we still talking about he a top three with uh, Drake and J. Cole. Like, nigga, where's the music? Bruh, <laughs> J. Cole dropped, like, three albums. Drake and Drake just been going crazy with me. I'm like, yo, Kendrick, something, nigga. Like, we need some. I, I want to be excited about music. Like, where, you know, yeah, nigga, just take it long. They were saying he didn't drop that often. He had dropped like three albums, nigga. Yeah. In the span of the time that since Kendrick has dropped, and that's not even uh, to count the Dreamville uh, project and features that he was killing. Yeah. I mean, at least kill some features. He just he was doing like one feature 
every oh, yeah. goddamn three years, too. Uh, Kendrick, he did like two features, like on that Baby King album, and that was it. And then yeah, one of them, where he just kept the Baby King shit. Yeah. This was cold. It's like <laughs> I love that song, but come on, my nigga, come on, my yeah. nigga, right? Come on, my yeah. nigga. That's all I gotta say, man. I mean, well, this is gonna conclude the first part of this episode and we'll get back to y'all shortly with part two of this episode. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover on the second part of the uh, podcast as well, man. And this is a very long episode as, as always, man. So, you know, we glad y'all listening, man, you know, and we're going to get back to y'all with the second part two of this good conversation. So. And remember fellas, don't be a plate nigga. I am water. <laughs> and I am art. <laughs> Later. Yeah.